Hey everyone, and welcome back to Just Drinks, the podcast. Three mates having a drink, a chat, and always a laugh. I'm here with Gia and Josh, and today we're talking about the social dilemma and big data. Today we're drinking Kraken rum. All right, let's start with the social dilemma. Josh, I think you had a few notes on this. I did. So, I recently watched The Social Dilemma uh, during the week uh, for a second time, and I thought it was interesting because the way they start it was they start it with a quote. And the quote is simply, nothing vast enters the life of mortals without a curse. Now, that quote was written by Sophocles, one Josh, of... Just hold on a second. Can you tell me how you've written the oh, it was It was hard. When I did this research, I had to work out how do I pronounce Sophocles because it's spelt very different. Oh, he's even got in brackets next to it how you pronounce it. Yeah. Sophocles. It's like out of a dictionary. Good for you. You wait because there's a whole page of this. So let's get it. I'm ready. So he's one of three Greek tragedians. Now, now, that has nothing to do with the social dilemma. I just Not thought it was super interesting that that's where we got from that quote. Okay, so what what made you tell us about that? Well, I just thought it was cool because I wanted to, you know, dive deep into it. And I, uh, I ended up getting stuck by Sophocles. Right, know. well, that's fair. So we just went down a bit of a rabbit hole there. A very fun rabbit hole. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing um, wrong with that at all. Now, the social dilemma came out. In 2020. It did. Which was a pretty weird year for everyone anyway. So then to dump all of the... uh, That's a good way to say it. uh, All of the extra pressure that Mm. came from watching Mm. the show, Mm -hmm. along with everything else, I I just think timing was key. And and it it hit so many people, this show. Personally, I felt it was perfect timing because when it first came out, I found that... I don't know about anyone else, but I was on my phone more than I've ever been, stuck in my room and looking at social media. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. this documentary came out and it made me put a time limit on my phone for mm-hmm. how long I'm on there. And Can you do that? You can. Oh. It is really good. It comes up and it tells you you've got like 10 minutes left Ooh, of your time limit. It's really good unless you work in social media. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I found that the documentary coming out made me think even more about my own use of social media and think twice before I look something up um, to make sure, like, the things coming up on my feed represent me and what I want to see. So for those of us, a.k.a. myself, (coughs) who haven't seen The Social Dilemma, can someone give it a brief recap? Okay. Um, I think I have a very different perspective from what Mm -hmm. Josh would have Mm -hmm. because I am a marketing student. For me, the social dilemma highlighted a lot on big data, but it made me think more about the ethical side of it rather than the business side of it, which for me, I think Mm. is a positive thing. Yeah. Um, Obviously, ethically, when you think about, you know, young girls and using social media, it kind of changes things. But Josh has a little definition of the actual movie. So they wrote down, it's tech experts sound the alarm on dangerous human impact on social media, which is just like a nice little way to introduce you to saying that we use it too much 
or we use it for things that maybe we shouldn't use it for. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know personally that when, uh, it, you know, when social media first came out, it was all write how you feel, <laughs> take a photo and post it. And uh, this is what I'm doing. So everyone knows what's up. And it was just mm-hmm. a way to connect people. Mm-hmm. And I think over time, just like with everything, it, it gets abused and, and used in different ways. But that's me thinking it like that. Having someone in the tech world or uh, in the uh, marketing world, it, obviously it's a very different perspective. And I think that's what we're interested to look at all different routes. Oh, 100%. I, um, okay, so your side of things when you're looking at the social dilemma is definitely more the um, community effect that it has on people, which is definitely a really important thing to look at. For me, I looked at the kind of business side and I did a little bit of a dive into what big data is. So big data is kind of what set the social dilemma into motion and was a big reason why they started filming that and why all of these lawsuits with Facebook and Google have kind of appeared out of nowhere. So big data, when you guys think of that term, do you have any thought at all as to what it means? I have no idea. I was just about to ask you what does big data mean. (laughs) I feel a little bit like everything that you guys are saying is kind of, I feel like I don't have like the foundation skills (laughs) and you guys are talking about, yeah, I'm a bit confused. So if you were to explain big data, because I think I look at it really like surface level. Right. Like I go on my phone, love me some Instagram, Facebook, scroll through, get connected with my friends, family, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm aware of really basically like advertising on Instagram. Yep. But yep. when you say the term big data, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, big data. So I've got a little, I went out and found a natural definition mm-hmm. of how it's kind of started. You're right, Josh. Um, Josh just like got worms. <laughs> he's just, he can't sit just still. really Anyway, I went out and kind of had a look into what big data used to be considered before things like the social dilemma really came into the scene. So it's always been a field that treats, uh, that finds ways, sorry, to analyse, systematically extract information from or otherwise deal with data sets too complex or large to be dealt with by traditional processing software. Basically, it's just a lot of numbers and stuff and they needed to put it through some sort of system to make sense of it. And that's where big data came from. Since then, um, because of different social pressures and constructs that we've now created for ourselves, it has shifted from that and is now and now it encompasses, sorry, any and all structured and unstructured information collected, stored, linked and analysed either on or offline. So every time you look at a post for X amount of seconds or anything like that, that data is collected. So, for example, you might be looking at a pram one day because your friend is having a baby. Big data might accidentally assume that you are having a baby and you will then be recommended all of these baby gifts and stuff. So big data is sold to companies all around the world, um, and it's your personal information. Oh, Does so that my make more sense? Information is sold to people around the world. Yeah, it the is, but well, yes, that's social media is 
the one thing in the world where you and your attention is the product, not the post. So every time you see advertising, that person who has posted it, you might think, oh, yeah, they're getting paid to post that. Mm -hmm. They are, but the product isn't that post. It's your attention. That is what the business is paying for. So big data is sold to these companies all around the world. And with it, they can go, right, these are our target markets. From that, we can reach them. We know exactly what they're looking for and we can develop products just for them. Right. Is that where, like, your target advertisements on, like, Facebook and Instagram come from? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so So, so for an example, like, have you ever been, like you said about the baby thing, have you ever been, like, just scrolling through your phone and you've just you've said or overheard someone talking about something and you've said oh yeah that's mm. that seems pretty cool yes. and then either a day or, or of the day or the next day you, you see a little ad of that thing you were talking about yeah that's is, how precise they are is it's it actually really listening to you okay so know. that's kind of a big no one knows apple knows <laughs> so that's just up in the air that's Obviously, I think we can all make assumptions. There's a microphone on your phone. There's no way of knowing whether it's on or off. Um, Yeah, there's not much you can really say about that because no one actually knows the answer. Interesting. But then you look out, you've got Google Homes in your house. Josh has a Siri thing right over there. I said I'd never do that too. They're everywhere. But again, I think it's important people... Like the ethical side is really hard because... At the end of the day, data is a product and data is being sold for generations. It's Mm. just normally your loyalty card or something like that. Whereas now, you know, it's your phone. So it's important to also look at this and realise there's a somewhat reasonable trade-off of you're showing these people, right, these are all my interests And you have a customised feed on your Facebook every time you open it for Mm -hmm. everything you have been looking for, everything that matters to you. See, I'm okay with that Mm. now. All all I'm curious about is we never expected social media to go this way ever. No. So where does it go after this? If If we can't anticipate where it was going to go, how can we anticipate now with what we've got what it's going to turn into? Look, that's the scary part. And one of the articles I found, actually looking at it right here, um, there are four big um, aspects of big data that are concerns for a lot of people and researchers. Um, And the fourth one being what the direction of further research is going to be. Uh, Because I think we all know with research, there is no end and Mm. there's never enough. You always need to find more. And so what are the other issues? Ah. See, this is fun. (laughs) So first, main issue, and this is the one that kind of, I think, uh, made me think a bit more, Mm. was the potential biases that can be found in big data collection. So the author of that one, I am not even going to try and say her Mm. last name, but it's from 2018. Um, Basically, she went and, and she found that data really isn't representative representative of the general population when it's done based on social media which is what big data a lot of it is Mm. um and that's due to studies showing lower socioeconomic status communities are far less likely to spend as much time on social media compared to the middle class or high class 
um, especially now with the influencer kind of way of life, yeah. it's definitely more a high-class thing to be a part of. Um, and the big part of data and research collection is making sure it's representative of the wider population. Yeah, and right. big data currently is failing to do that, which just means lower socioeconomic communities may be getting left out of different companies ideas i do know that they've started putting in they've been doing it for a little while but a lot of the um unwell off countries i guess is the best way to put it um yep that's it it. right we go there in the end um when they buy a, a certain phone to get a phone plan they have to get facebook and yeah. and that's that's where they get all their news from yeah as well. so that's one way they're trying to I guess expand just more representative, I guess, of everyone because it is being used by every company and end of the day, you want products out in the world to represent all of us in different ways Yeah, definitely. because otherwise the lower class income families are being left out of that decision. Um, but following on from that, the community concerns of misuse. So that's Mm. what all of the, big issues are about and that is what the social dilemma um documentary is focused on i think that (laughs) documentary in particular kind of highlighted to a lot of people so gia you didn't watch it but it's very interesting they use a lot of experts who were actually involved in the establishment of the like button on facebook for example i found that super interesting just to see the amount of people that um felt either guilty or that they would you know they were doing something that they didn't want to be a part of anymore mm. and they came out and they they wanted to be a part of this they quit their jobs to be in quit it. their jobs and and we're talking high high earned by jobs yeah. well Wait, it was why did they quit their jobs so for example yeah. the guy who did the the like button who was a part of the team that did it he i could get this wrong i watched it a while ago but i believe he quit after seeing a lot of the mental health impacts, um, especially right. young girls, would face after seeing they got 20 likes and their friend got 15 likes. Or, right. You know, and I, that sort of thing. And, you know, Instagram kind of came back and went, yeah, okay, we'll take down the count. Yeah. Which, as a business, I think that was really quite risky for them, yeah. but very beneficial for you mental know, health you can actually change it back now you can yeah it's quite scary yes it is yeah because it's the ones who shouldn't be seeing it that but will turn I, it on yeah i didn't even turn mine back on when it like popped up it popped up for me i think last week and i didn't even turn it back on good for you that's pretty good i didn't i was too scared to <laughs> see it all yeah well it's i think that part of social media that is the main part that concerns me personally, that kind of effect that that has on even my mental health and my mental well-being. I want to know what other techniques that you guys use to try and use it less, if you've noticed that you overuse it. Mm. Like, for an example, what I did, which worked really well for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Shit's gone out of the water. I use it all the time now. Yeah. But what I did was I made a photo and I, uh, sorry, a folder rather mm. in my phone and I called it addict and I put all my social medias and stuff in there. 
It was great. Oh, that's a good Yeah, good. it felt good. But then after a while, it. I put a little cigarette emoji you. there too to uh, make it feel filthy. There you go. <laughs> filthy. Um, Do you not... use Twitter? Who uses Twitter? I use Twitter for work. I use Twitter. Oh, yeah, but... Actually, Just Drinks has a Twitter page oh, if do anyone we? is interested. Oh, do, do yes, the, we do. Do you know the tag? Where that, um, I believe it is Just Drinks. It might be Just Drinks, the podcast. I will find out. No, and if you look at our up. Facebook, there will be a link to yeah. it. Um, we do have a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and a TikTok. Oh, um, a TikTok. We have a TikTok. It's cool. mainly just Josh being stupid. Love that. Thank you. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, but sorry, Josh. Yes, leading on from I that. I like that. That's a really good idea. I thought it was what good. Else, what else do you do? Uh... Or is oh, that your like your number one thing? That was my go-to. Do you know what? I think I'm gonna do that this week. That was my I Hercules looked at my, one. I looked at you know how it pops up like every Sunday or something. You know how much screen time you have. Yeah. Mine like last week was like, this is really embarrassing, like five hours a day. So if you're spending that amount of time on social media, what is your algorithm? What comes up through your feed that makes you indulge that much? What are you looking at? I love that algorithm has become this, like, now. Isn't it just? But I'm always like, I've got no time to work out or, like, cook healthy. But you'll yeah, sit on your five phone. Hours. I'll sit yeah. on my phone for five hours a day. Oh, I'm That's the same. insane. I think. Hold on. Are you doing that just right now? You're I'm, looking at Instagram right <laughs> now, are you? Are you scrolling? I'm looking at what my algorithm is. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so we've got. An addict, everybody. <laughs> an addict, yeah. I'm actually, like, I'm addicted. There we go. I'm addicted to... Georgia, we need, we're going to set up a time limit yeah, on your phone. Yeah, we need phone. this. We need this. So, I Clothing? S- yeah, clothing. A, how many... Mine's just funny me. videos, I think. Um, and travel yeah. travel vlogs. Travel vlogs are big. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I stem to have a lot of just pretty pictures of, pretty like, pictures. the world. Yeah. Everywhere. Like, I, I, I really like looking at um, just views. Like whether it's a mountain range or... Am I the only one who... (laughs) Sorry, I will leave this topic eventually, but I'll look at Instagram Reels for about four hours, but show me TikTok and I'm like, no, not interested. See, I haven't got Um, into the TikTok world yet. No, but... very pleased. Surely Instagram Reels. The videos. I don't Um, usually look at Instagram Reels. No, no. I didn't know you could do that until we started doing it. We? You mean I bombarded you with... I like looking on Facebook or YouTube. Get me because I've got a. I've Facebook. I've worked a great el- <laughs> no just in videos. I've worked st- hard for it. <laughs> I get stuck on the videos. I've worked to to watch some weird shit to get to a point where my algorithm is top notch. I, I avoid Facebook at all costs. It's not even that bad. Mm. Yeah. I well, just I just yeah. scroll through Instagram. Yeah. Pointlessly, it's, it's not good at all for me. And now health. they've no. gotten rid of the um, old posts, and it gets replaced with recommended posts. Mm, so you keep huge. going without even realizing you're not looking at your friends oh. anymore. Well, that cheeky at... little refresh button where it's like it's like a slot machine. Uh, it's like, am I getting this? Did watch the documentary? Am I, not? <laughs> I did. I just a uh, quick shout out to Tristan Harris. What a great guy for putting this doco together. Brilliant. Continue. Brilliant. I'm proud of you for bringing in that little metaphor. Not bad. It is... That was good. That's good. The word addiction is so accurate for social media. I'm addicted. 100%. Like, I'm addicted. The weird thing that gets me is, like, I'll be sitting down watching TV or something pointless, and I'm just constantly... My Mm. phone is there. I'll check it. Nothing. I'll put Mm. it down. 
a minute might pass, I'll pick it up, I'll look at it again. To think something's changed. Oh, I'll open my screen for no reason. It's shocking. Yeah, it's really bad. We're addicted to our phones before the age of 13 now. Yeah, it'll be real interesting to see what happens in the next 10 years Mm. with the generation under us. Mm. Obviously, we're the first wave. Yeah. So for us, it was weird. Like we, we had a, I had a flip phone and I could log into Facebook on it. 100%. It took yeah. 20 minutes to load. Yeah. I could look at maybe five different posts. Mm. I thought I was God's gift because I was doing <laughs> something no one else could do. Mm. And now you look at it and everyone's Everyone. got that shit. What I find interesting is the different generational gaps. So you look at our generation and we're kind of used to the fact that, okay, that's fake news or that might be fake news. We won't go out and research it, but we're aware it's probably not real. Yeah. Yeah. Our parents are a bit more not everything you see on the internet is real. Yes. And then our grandparents are like, Believe it. Why would it be fake? Which is fair because they've grown up kind of in a society where... They had the newspaper, and before it could be released, six different editors would check it, and they'd Mm. fact-check, and that was a legal requirement, whereas I I could post anything right now and say it was backed up by fact, and there would be a bunch of people say I'm wrong, and I could turn around and say they're internet trolls, they don't know what they're talking about, and someone would believe me. Yeah. I think think something, just stemming from what you said... Um, the different generational gaps, I think the one thing that we're kind of missing now, you know, that a lot of people growing up won't notice, is we all used to sit down, I didn't, well, definitely as a, a country or a state, and we used to listen to the news at the exact same time. True. So we were all getting the same information at the same time, mm-hmm. and it was all universal it was kind of like we didn't see everyone but Mm. we were all universally doing the same thing almost there's a question when's the last time you guys watched i don't know carl on the morning show did you actually carl yeah (laughs) i think because i work in the health industry i love watching the morning Uh, but because i work in the health industry since covid Mm. I have no, actually, that's a lie. Since the royal wedding, since <laughs> Meghan Markle married <laughs> Prince Harry, it was all over the morning news. True. I was like late for work some days because I would be like at oh. home. Went for the news. Waiting for, oh, when they did their tour yeah. um, in Australia and she was pregnant and I'm a very, like, I'm a royal yeah. fan. Since then, and I like my favorite thing to do is have a cup of coffee in the morning mm. and watch Carl. I like that. Yeah. See that that's like a little the, routine. It's yeah. a nice little meditation ritual that you do, and it's good because it's also informational. You're getting shit that's valuable. Um, it's and I've really wanted to keep up with like the COVID situation as yeah. well. See, that's why I got Twitter. I got Twitter oh. for COVID because daily they they posted. This is when shit was weird because right at the beginning. Be- I can honestly say I watched the news maybe once in the past year and it was because I walked in. Mum and Dad were watching the budget. You walked in on (laughs) it. I walked in on it. (laughs) This could go downhill. No, they were watching the budget. Um, And I sat there for about five minutes before I was bored out of my brains. But our TV, as soon as you turn it on, it's straight to Netflix. It it opens to that now. My favourite show is the 994 Life show. The what? 94. What is that? The Nine Life. Is that on TV? Yeah. I, I don't have it on TV. There it is. TV. Yeah, nor do I. What do you mean 
don't have normal TV. Yeah, we have, have normal TV. I love watching have. House Hunters, House Hunters International. It's my favourite show. You're like a 50-year-old woman. I am. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> or like um, Come Dine With Me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's different. That's a great, that's a great show. show. Actually, this is really interesting. If I ever eat, I have to be like either watching TV or being on my phone while I'm eating. (gasps) That's so bad. And parents (laughs) will say to me, like parents are like, oh, the kid has to have his iPad or her iPad when they're sitting at the dinner table. And I'm like, just take it off them. Yeah. But then I'm like. Hypocrite. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I do the same thing. I love to sit down and eat and watch TV. And I think that that's a perfect Turn around to exactly what we're talking about with okay. social media. Having a little existential. Oh, I'm just that. having a little. We're talking about me. <laughs> so what have I done? No, no I um. I, I think that's great because what that means is, it just shows how much our attention spans have changed. Yeah. Mm, and so um, like they said in um the documentary, they said to us um that it's a slow, gradual change. You know, to get you to. Tweak your habits. It is. And I think mm. now that's generational. As yeah. you said, like the mm. kids cannot be... And like kids are crazy anyway. They like mm. to do whatever they want. They are. But it's a scary was... time to be growing up for young kids, I think. Um, but one I thing I well. did want to say, I bringing it back to the big data question, I spoke to a few people today in preparation for tonight. That's cute. I know, I'm adorable. And... <laughs> I actually asked them, like, same question I asked you guys, what is big data? And it shocked me that so many people have no idea. And I think the fact that we all, just even now, talking about the fact that I'm on my phone all the time. I eat my food while I'm looking at my phone. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what is actually going on behind the scenes is quite scary. So I think um, if anyone doesn't know what big data is if they don't know what information is being used because it doesn't need to be scary if you understand it. And that's the biggest thing. Like I spoke to one person today and after I explained to her what it is, she said, it's absolutely terrifying and a massive breach of privacy. That can be the case depending what is taken. But it's not though. See, I I, I actually disagree with that. You you don't have to be on social media. You don't. You, you can turn it off. You put yourself out there. You put yourself, like, I tag myself as being in Brisbane. I tag, yeah. you know, it's got my first and my last name out 100%. there. 100%. Yeah. You put yourself out there. And I think that's that's kind of bringing it back to the point of if you don't understand what this is, go out, yeah. research, find some information on it. Yeah. Just look at a few articles. You know, Business yeah. Harvard Review, they're a yeah. really trustworthy source and they're very honest about what it is. Yeah. I think more people need to go out and find out different things. Um, and, you know, I explained to her very briefly what big data is used for and it freaked her out. And then when I explained, you're actually in control of what information yeah. goes out there. It's just we don't think about it as soon as we download Instagram. I don't really get why it gives people this shock factor. I know. Like, it just... I I think the big shock factor came from it was such an innocent thing at the beginning and we weren't aware of what was going on. One, because we didn't read the fine print. Because who reads the fine print? But two... At the beginning, I don't even think they understood what was going on. No. So we were along for the ride just as they were. Mm. 
and they they developed ways. I think they probably did know what was going on. <laughs> I think at the start. I think at the start it it was a way to connect with people, and I think then investors yeah. came yeah. and they realized that we need to market this thing, just See, like everything else. I think I see this as just with everything, the world you know, got innovation, technology, we developed and businesses did what they have to do and they went around it and went, okay, we need to figure out how we can use this to our ability and grow our brand, grow our business. And that's exactly like what's happening now with COVID. All of a sudden businesses have to find new ways to use their systems and new ways to approach customers and Big data is a brilliant way for them to do it. Yeah, and social media is just going to get even bigger. It is. Oh, yeah. So so the, the, the platforms as social media and Google, things like YouTube, things like that. Everything. They on. are the, the most – they have accumulated more wealth than any business in history. Yep. Really? Yes. In the short amount of time they've done it. I think we could talk about this all day because it is such a massive topic and I'm sure we're going to revisit it at some stage. Um, I think the most important takeaway from this is if you don't understand big data, if you don't know what's actually going on with the algorithms or anything like that, there's nothing for you to be immediately scared of. Just go out and find trustworthy sources, not a YouTube channel with some dude trying to scare the crap out of you. Yeah. Find trustworthy people to get your information from. Find out what information of yours is being shared and how you can go about either reducing it if you don't want that out there or using it to your advantage and making the coolest Instagram feed imaginable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> find a strategy to use it less. Go with Definitely. That. Yeah. Don't get hooked. Don't That's be an it. addict. <laughs> quit, quit the habit. Quit the habit. <laughs> All right, guys, this was an absolute ball uh, once again. It's yeah. always great to see you. As Thank always. you very much for a very in-depth conversation. I'll see you again next time. Sounds good. See you later, guys.